0: Thank you so much for listening to DNVR Biz. For the 95% of you that are listening to this through a mobile device, I would really appreciate it if you opened up that app right now and gave this a five-star review. It's the only way for this podcast to become more visible and reach more people. Thanks again. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life. Been grinding all my life. Sacrifice. Paid the price. One slice. Got to bowl of dice. That's why. All my life. I've been grinding all my life. I'm to What's going family. on everybody? Welcome to another episode of DNVR Biz. This one is going to be a little different here. It's a Thursday evening here. I'm sitting at the bar and we've got some people downstairs. Nuggets just played, got some music going, so there'll be a little bit of noise, but hopefully makes for a decent atmosphere for you to listen to this. And as you maybe visualize this, but I want to talk about fulfillment and essentially this idea that I've, this conclusion that I've came to that life and the way that we feel and the energy that we have and our ability to accomplish things all comes down to whether or not we are fulfilled, whether we are not, whether or not we are on the path to fulfillment and really, this came from this three-part example from Paulo Coelho while he's on this, this journey through Spain where he writes down the three symptoms of killing dreams. And it really moved me. I, 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 I really digested those, and over the next couple of days, I thought about them. I lean them up against what all of these amazing people who I've had on the podcast have have told me, including some people that that I work with here at DNVR. Last night, I was having a conversation with Adam where this came up again, and I just kept seeing this over and over again, and I really wanted to talk about it. So I hope you enjoy this synopsis, if you will. We're gonna skip all of the other stuff and, and jump right into this and really talk about this in a philosophical way. And that leads us to our first quote here from Naval Ravikant. And, and the quote says, you know, philosophy is not mathematics. It's more like poetry. If you try to link a poet's writings all together like an equation, it won't make sense. And that's super important to understand here, right? Like, so this is not a math equation. This is not science. We're not stating out the proofs of something. This is something that's, that I've seen... Uh, This is a pattern, and I'm stating an opinion here based on all of these things that have come together for me, and now I feel strongly about him because it's been profound so we'll go to the three symptoms of killing dreams to start this and this is explained by paulo Coelho, brazilian man who's traveled to spain so he can go on this long journey and he's this is kind of a search of self right he's trying to find out who he is he's trying to find his personal treasure his personal meaning While he's on this, his guide lays down the three symptoms of killing dreams while he's on this journey. And the guide, the mentor, says, The first symptom of the process of us killing our dreams is the lack of time. The busiest people I have known in my life always have enough time to do everything. Those who do nothing are always tired and pay no attention to the little amount of work they are required to do. They complain constantly that the day is too short. The truth is that they are afraid to fight the good fight. Fighting the good fight is something that's talked about consistently in the book. And, and, and that's part of you know, today's lesson, if you will, right? It's, it's to be on this, this daily uh, journey fighting the good fight. The second symptom of the death of our dreams lies in our certainties. Because we don't want to see life as a grand adventure, we begin to look at ourselves as wise, fair, and correct, in asking so little from life. It's so profound. The mentor says, We look beyond the walls of our day-to-day existence, and we heard the sound of lances breaking. We smell the dust and the sweat, and we see the great defeats and the fire in the eyes of the warriors. But we never see the delight, the immense delight in the hearts of those engaged in the battle for them, neither victory nor defeat is important. What is important is only that they are fighting the good fight. And I'm going to use a bunch of examples from from real people that we've even talked to on this podcast to kind of explain what that means. Finally, the third symptom of the passing of our dreams is peace. Life becomes a Sunday afternoon. We ask for nothing grand and we cease to demand anything more than we are willing to give. In that state, we think of ourselves as being mature. We put aside the fantasies of our youth and we seek personal or professional achievement. We are surprised when people our age say that they still want this or that out of life, but really deep in our hearts, we know that what has happened is that we have renounced the battle for our dreams we have refused to fight the good fight when we renounce our dreams and find peace we go through a short period of tranquility this is so this is this is this is so deep right here but the dead dreams begin to rot within us and to infect our entire being we become cruel to those around us and then we begin to direct this cruelty to ourselves That's when illness and psychosis arise. What we sought to avoid in combat, disappointment and defeat still came upon us because of our cowardice. And one day the dead spoiled dreams make it difficult to breathe. And we actually seek death. It's death that frees us from our certainties, from our work and from that terrible peace of our Sunday afternoons. So incredible! Last night, Adam Marez texts me, and we have a great conversation via text. Actually, and just to paraphrase, he essentially said that he's super excited about the future of DNVR, even though there was a, it's been a tough few months with COVID and the bar and no sports and all this stuff. He said, you know, uh, I honestly think we got stronger from it, that we're firing on all cylinders now. And we talk about business a little bit, but uh, he started talking about the other day about what if he hadn't or, or he, he talked about that he had thought, you know, over the last couple of days. What if he had said no and he had stayed where he was at and, and he said that he had just laughed. And he talked about how clear it was that this is where he was supposed to be and and that uh, he was doing exactly what he was meant to do in life and that he had never necessarily felt that before and how great of a feeling it was. And I responded by saying, uh, you know, that it's really fascinating. And I talked about this on the podcast with Ali, if you listen to that one, that there's something about trying to do something really difficult that gives us fulfillment. And, and how it sounds ca- counterintuitive because you'd think that the easier life is, the happier you would be, but, but that's not how it works. Building and chasing something big really seems to be the most powerful way for fulfillment. I remember Kayvon Webster in yesterday's podcast saying how it's addicting to build things, and he kept mentioning the process and how he enjoyed the process, and this process was like this, and this process was like that. Yu Chang uh, came on the podcast, right? Uh, one of the most amazing men that I know, the CEO and president of Top Golf Media, and he said, "It's not about making the storm go away. It's about dancing in the rain." That's a love for the process. That's a love for handling what's coming at you right now. That that has nothing to do with outcomes. All of these things I'm talking to have nothing to to do with outcomes, right? when paulo's talking about the three symptoms of killing your dreams the 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 mentors is telling paulo about this none of this has to do with outcomes right this all has to do with these action items these the, the, it all has to do with these this 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 daily process this idea that you are doing what you're supposed to be doing and that's what gives fulfillment and the alchemist if you listen to this podcast all the time you know my favorite book there's a couple really amazing quotes that point to this one he says when i have been truly searching for my treasure every day has been luminous because i've known that every hour was part of the dream that i would find it i've loved that so much he says no heart has ever suffered when it goes in search of its dreams because every second of the search is an encounter with eternity (laughs) just mind-blowing I think of coaches, I think of the Bill Walsh book that I read, where he said that winning was worth zero points, and losing was worth negative points. And he couldn't figure out why he wasn't fulfilled by the outcomes. He would do all this work, and he couldn't find happiness. And it was because what he didn't realize is that he was fulfilled by the process, not by winning and losing. Those were irrelevant. He wanted to build. He was fulfilled by building something. Coaches are never fulfilled by the outcome because they love the process too much. The process is what's fulfilling. And look at it, coaches live forever. All of these guys, they live forever, man. Have you ever wondered why? It's because they're fulfilled by the daily build, the, the burn, the grind, they love this. Irv Brown, the great Irv Brown Irv and Joe did a show after me for years in my career and I did a show after them, a uh, part of it so, so, you know we, 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 we both flip-flopped and, and, and did shows at different times before and after each other. Irv Brown told me once when you retire, you die now, not everybody dies when they retire when Irv Brown retired, he did pass away. He worked until he was a very, very old age that goes to this that goes to this fulfillment of building something and doing something. I think of healthy people who work out. They're never satisfied with the outcome, but they love the lifestyle. They love being a workout warrior. They surround themselves with others that are like that if you notice. This is what fulfills them. They're consistently trying to get to, their, get to a, a place. They're never happy with the place they get to because it's not about getting to a place. It's about doing what fulfills you. I think about the book that we talked about a couple weeks ago, which was Mindset by Carol Dweck. And she talks about this idea that we don't reward effort, we reward outcomes. And it's one of the things that's broken our society. Because if you were to reward effort, then that means that all you would essentially have to do is be giving a hundred percent every day, learning how to be doing something better. and, And you would be judged and rewarded based on that. And inside of that, you would end up actually getting better outcomes because instead of people thinking, this is who I am, this is what I do, this is what I'm good at, and this is what I'm bad at, they would actually put in more effort to become better at things and their outcome would change. When, when we reward outcomes, there's nothing to build, build there. There's no, there's no reward, especially if you're not the absolute best in the world. There's no fulfillment The most recent thing on social media is, is people telling you not to look for fulfillment, but fight the system instead. Put your self fulfillment to the side and fight the system. What's interesting about this type of signaling is that they're telling you what fulfills them. Fighting the system and changing things is what fulfills them. But just like all of these other examples, there is no outcome that they will actually be fulfilled by because there's no fulfillment in outcomes. These people will always have to fight something. How mind blowing is that? So I, I've I've been thinking about this, and you know, I put all of this together, and then I thought to myself, well, what about you? What are you fulfilled by? And it's the same exact thing. And, and we talked about this, and and Allie talked about celebrating small wins or something of that nature on, on our podcast, being happy for for what we've built, what we have, um, something of that nature. You know, I talked about s- celebrating these things for five minutes and moving on, and and I've I've consistently asked myself can you get better at celebrating the wins in life is there a way to get better at it and the answer at least for me and and for anybody who's listening to this who who is agreeing with this and saying yeah yeah this is right the answer for us is no the answer for us is that it's cool and it's great and it's fun but the reason why it doesn't hit the reason why running the largest sports network on on many categories isn't that fulfilling to me, even though I've dreamt of this, uh, having a DNVR bar and having these big communities and doing all these cool things isn't what I thought it would be is because the outcomes aren't fulfilling, but doing this every day and watching people grow and finding solutions and evolving as a person and evolving as a CEO and evolving as a, as a, as a husband and a father, those things are fulfilling trying to find out if we can get people in here in an acceptable way on Friday for this Rockies game and our first watch party, right? No matter what the outcome of that is, that's not going to change my mood. I, I'm not going to be sad if it's dead on Friday night. I'm not going to be extremely stoked if it's packed on Friday night. But I do live for this daily plan, this 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 action, this strategy to try to see, can we move into the sports season now? We launched a shirt today. We launched a campaign yesterday love watching all of this unfold and being a part of planning this and helping structure this on the marketing side and talking to the people that are growing and being involved in this and and what i found is that i'm even starting to find people like myself that i engage in at a different level and and i guess i'll just end this talking about money when you don't have money Uh, You look at people that are saying that money doesn't solve all of life's problems and that uh, money doesn't equal happiness and and whatever the cliches are. And you think that they must be insane because your biggest problem is paying your rent. And I would say that if you're stuck in a job and your biggest problem is trying to pay your rent, it is tough being fulfilled, going to work every day, selling break jobs so that you can pay your rent. I've been there. I use that example because that was me in my 20s. The other side of the coin though is that they're right, is that they are right. And, and this goes right back to the outcomes. Why is a millionaire not happy? Why is a millionaire not fulfilled? Because the outcome did not make them fulfilled. A lot of times they actually were fulfilled in the process of making that money, finding that success. Once they got there, they sold the company or they quit and they went to ride off into the sunset. And what they found out was that riding off into the sunset actually wasn't fulfilling that's my talk today on fulfillment i hope that uh, that meant something to you i certainly thought that was super awesome but uh you know i tend to think that uh you know simple things are really deep and fascinating it happens all of the time hope you enjoyed that i will see you tomorrow with another podcast that we've got a great guest so stay tuned for that one all my life been all my life sacrifice hustle pay the price want slice to roll the dice that's why all my life i've been grinding all my life